Hi, and welcome to Better Than New, the podcast to help you find a cool used car, truck, or SUV at a price you'll love. I'm your host, Gary Crenshaw, and back in April of this year, I covered the topic of whether or not it was a good time to get a used electric vehicle or any electric vehicle. And in my opinion, I didn't think it was. Now, since then, the prices of used EVs have dropped a bit from where they were, but new electric vehicles have really dropped in price. Now, that's good news if you have an extra $55,000 to $60,000 sitting around that you just don't know what to do with. But if you don't want to go all in on a new electric vehicle that costs that much, but you still think you might want an electric vehicle, then used is your next option. More on that in a moment. So hop in, buckle up, and let's go for a drive. So yes, it's true, manufacturers have been dropping their prices on new electric vehicles. According to Kelly Blue Book, the average price for a new EV in June of 2022, which was $66,390, has dropped nearly 20% by June of this year, 2023. Now that may sound like good news, but that means the average EV price today is still well above $53,000. Or put it another way, The average price consumers pay for electric vehicles in the U.S. is still more than $5,000 higher than the average internal combustion engine vehicle, gas-powered cars, right, which are around $48,000. Oh, and don't forget, the average price of a new car five years ago, in 2018, was about $36,000. So the 2023 average for all cars is still like a third higher than it was just five years earlier. Or to put it another way... Cars are really, really expensive, and in my opinion, kind of overpriced. Now, for those of you who still want an electric vehicle, you may be thinking, hey, that $7,500 tax credit from the IRS cuts the price down lower than a gas-powered car. Well, hold on to your hat, cowboys and girls, because that tax incentive is a credit, not a rebate. The government isn't going to just write you a check for $7,500 just because you bought an electric vehicle. Instead, it reduces the tax you owe. So if you qualify and you owe at least $7,500 in taxes, then you can take full credit next April 15th when you do your taxes. If not, I think you can roll it over to later years, but don't count on that. And in any case, I'm not a tax professional and that credit is not a slam dunk rebate. Also, many electric vehicles don't qualify for the tax credit, and some consumers who earn over a certain amount don't qualify for the credit either. So do your homework before you get all excited about the government helping you buy an electric vehicle. Now, beyond lower prices and tax credits, some manufacturers have also been offering cash incentives or low interest rates or no interest rates to get your butt in the seat of an electric vehicle. For example, Kia recently offered cash incentives between $2,000 and $7,500 on their Ionic 5 electric vehicle. Now, if that doesn't sound significant, keep in mind that the Ionic 5 was named Car and Driver's 2022 Electric Vehicle of the Year, and it was also named World Car of the Year for 2022. I mean, that's kind of a big deal, right? Also, recently, I got an email from Mazda offering $7,500 in savings if I leased a CX-90 PHEV. And this particular CX-90 is their new three-row plug-in hybrid electric SUV. 
Now, the fact that Mazda would offer $7,500 in savings on a lease for that particular car is kind of significant. Now, I think it has more to do with the fact that the plug-in aspect of it, where it runs on electric for a certain number of miles, those number of miles is like 25, 26, something like that. So it doesn't really go that far, just solo electric. You have to use the gas motor too. Now, it's going to get a lot better fuel economy overall than a typical gas-powered car, but it's not full electric, so I think they're struggling a bit to move those things down the road. Anyway, $7,500 in a lease, that's a big savings. Now, one reason incentives are being offered and prices are dropping on electric vehicles is due to there being more competition. There are new EVs being teased, introduced, or launched, seems like once a week. Case in point, a recent email I got from Honda introduced their new electric-powered SUV called the Prologue. Now, I don't get as stirred up about the EV hype as some people, but I'm impressed with this new Honda. First of all, it puts Honda back in the electric vehicle game, as the Prologue is the second EV the company has offered. Now, you may be thinking, wait, did Honda offer an EV before this? Well, yes. Remember the Honda Clarity EV? No? Well, you're in good company because no one did. It was only offered in California and Oregon, and with less than 100 miles of range, it was totally forgettable. Now, the second thing that makes the Honda Prologue EV great is it looks good. Now, rather than trying to introduce some funky space-age EV dork design, this thing looks like an attractive Honda. It's handsome, and from some angles reminds me of Mazda's good-looking new CX-50 SUV. If you've seen those, this kind of has that look. Now, in fact, I think the Prologue offers up a better-looking Honda design language direction than their current crop of SUVs and crossovers. I think it looks that good. Now, third, knowing Honda, my bet is that this will be a real-world usable electric vehicle. It's available in two-wheel drive and four-wheel drive and will have up to an estimated 300 miles of range with a price starting between $45,000 and $50,000. Now, if it started at $35,000 and had a range of, say, 350 to 400 miles, this would be an EV Grand Slam home run. But just the fact that Honda is finally in the EV game is good news for anyone considering a new electric vehicle and wanting more choices. Oh, and the bonus? Rather than Honda naming their new electric SUV something ridiculous and uninspired like Toyota did with the BZ4X. I mean, come on, Toyota, what does that mean? BZ4X. Is that Elon Musk's latest kid? <laughs> right? I mean, come on. I'd much rather call my car the Prologue. I don't love Prologue, but, you know, at least it's a name that kind of makes sense. BZ4X doesn't make any sense. Okay, so in addition to there being more electric vehicle competition from Honda and other car makers, another reason prices are dropping is early adopter saturation. Many people who wanted to get an EV and were willing to pay more than the average new car price to get one have already bought one, and they're likely going to stick with that for a while. But all that said, for those who might be thinking about buying an electric vehicle, but they don't want to pay a premium to get in the driver's seat, they're just going to have to wait a while before there's a large number of affordable and range-worthy new EVs on the market.
All right. So whether you're looking to get a new electric vehicle or an internal combustion engine car, you know, a gas-powered car, truck, or SUV, the prices, while lower today than they were a few months ago, are still really high. Which brings me back to the notion that getting a used electric vehicle for a reasonable price might be a better option for first-time EV owners. So let's explore that idea. Now, buying a used electric vehicle for less money than a new one sounds good at first, but the same problems used buyers faced six months ago still exist today. And the two biggest problems are, A, used electric vehicles with adequate range are still more expensive than a gas-powered equivalent. And B, there still aren't a lot of options to choose from, especially at the lower end of the market. And the issue of a lack of recharging infrastructure still exists today. So being able to easily charge up outside of your home can be spotty in some places. So my recommendation is to wait. If you have a gas-powered car that works for your daily driving needs, keep it for now. I think over the next year or two, we'll see prices continue to come down, while the number of used electric vehicles to choose from will go up. And then, buying a used EV for all your driving needs will improve dramatically. But if you still want to go the EV route now, and you live in an urban area, the option I mentioned several months ago still stands. Get an inexpensive EV, especially as a second car, and use it for things like shopping, commuting, and other errands close to home. Then use your gas car for longer trips, vacations, camping, etc. on the weekend. Now, cars I still like for that mission include my personal favorite, the Fiat 500e. It's a small two-door hatchback that's perfect for city driving. It's fun to drive, and it offers enough range, about 85 to 90 miles, for close-to-home duty. I covered that car in episode 48, so if you want to find out more about it, go back and give that a listen. It's from April 20th of 2023. Now, another one is the Nissan Leaf. The first-generation Leaf can work for many people. It's got two extra doors, so it's a four-door hatchback. But I would get the newest model you can with lower miles so the battery's range is still good enough to cover your typical daily driving needs. Or I would switch to the second-generation Leaf. It'll be more expensive, but with about 150 miles of range, it can more than double or triple the range of an older first-gen Leaf with reduced battery capacity. So that's what I would recommend, getting one of those two cars, you know, getting something like that as a second car and using it for errands close to home. That makes the most sense. So there you have it. If it were up to me, answering the question of whether to go electric or not, I would say, wait. Cars in general are overpriced, and EVs especially. Plus, the number of choices, the range offered, and the recharging infrastructure still isn't ideal. And it's going to be much better a couple of years from now. So, again, wait. Now, if you really want an electric vehicle and you can afford paying the premium for a new one, by all means, buy it. You know, don't listen to me. You're not going to be upset if you buy one if you have the cash. But for many people on a budget who need one vehicle to do it all, the lowest-priced electric vehicles available currently, especially used EVs, won't have the range or quick charge capacity to make them truly usable as your only vehicle. So again, my choice would be to wait. And with that, thanks for listening to this episode. And if you like what you heard, please subscribe and follow this podcast so I can keep bringing you reviews of cool used cars, trucks, and SUVs available at a price you'll love. 
Also, be sure to join me next time for an examination of why people don't take better care of their cars, especially when parking. I mean, what's up with that? Why do people do that? Why do they beat on their cars? Who knows? We'll talk about it next time. So be sure to join me for that episode. And until then, I'm Gary Crenshaw. This is Better Than New, and I'm really glad you came along for the ride.